0: the hive launching new hive sequence welcome, welcome welcome to the smarter marketing revolution presented by hidden Force media with your host alex vonderhaar welcome to the hive
1: andrew what is going on man welcome aboard happy to have you today Thank you, sir. So happy what, to be here. What can we help you out with? We saw that you were uh, interested in getting a business development audit done.
0: Yeah, so I'm uh, working on a new project that's a startup, and essentially is going to be oriented towards group coaching, but kind of um, my offer that I want to focus on is kind of 10-person mastermind groups um, and a group coaching experience. So my strategy was to do a free Facebook group and try to build that up uh, by providing content and value and that becoming kind of a target audience for the paid group. And, um, So that's kind of what I've been working on. And then having kind of a couple levels of paid, one where it's just a group experience, one with the mastermind, maybe a high-dollar one-to-one offer. And I kind of got stalled out because it the focus of it is for high-income entrepreneurs who choose to be sober. And when I created the free Facebook group, they shut me down and I used some kind of words that weren't allowed. Sure. Um, so from what I understand, I had a permanent ban on my, um, personal profile for a group of that nature. Yep. So I had a buddy of mine essentially originate the group and name me an admin. I removed all the language about sobriety. And so that's kind of where i met at there. The, um, I started writing a book and kind of stalled out on that. It was just more becoming more complicated than I want. But the idea was to promote the book to attract the clients. Then I flipped to the free Facebook group to attract the clients. Got stalled out there. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm open to hiring someone to help me kind of build it out because it, the online marketing space and coaching is a new, New endeavor for me. I've owned a real estate brokerage twenty years, so that's kind of my business experience.
1: That's cool. So a few things uh, inside of there before we get moving. Um, the first, the first question I have is why why a Facebook group out of all the options to hold people and communicate with them? Uh, what made you choose a Facebook group?
0: Uh, I went through a program called Clients and Community where they recommend it. And then um, I'm in Apex, which it seems like Ryan has built out a lot of his businesses from that free Facebook group, Sales Pros. And initially, I'd started with the concept of a book and then offering the book for five or seven bucks and trying to break even on the marketing spend and attract people that way, but the book was just taking me too long. So I pivoted to the Facebook group. Um, but then obviously I got stalled out on that because Facebook shut me down. Um, so it, I've had a couple false starts, but uh, I'm open to direction.
1: Well, that's, well uh, first off, that's really good that uh, you're still going after the false starts because most people stop after every false start. So so the way that you're moving, I like it. I would would challenge you to think a little bit differently about the Facebook group. The reason being is that when you have mass volume of audience, it does make sense to put it there. However, it is very limiting on reach. So the idea that if I post something inside of my Facebook group, maybe 10% at most are going to see it the first time it goes through. So unless I have a post that's absolutely crushing inside of that group and it's got really high engagement every time, the likelihood that people that are in that group are going to see that is very slim. And from our experience of building out a few different coaching programs for our clients, at the end of the day, you're paying for access. Access and information typically. So with that, why would we put a barrier of friction in between you and the access or you and their time? So ways around that, private groups that are on Discord, private text groups are some of the best ones that I've ever been a part of. Uh, me, myself, and I've paid for you know tens of thousands of dollars a month worth of coaching. The ones I get the most value from are actually in a text thread with everybody. Now it comes with setting up rules and barriers and everything else that goes along with managing a group, but it typically gets the best results. And you're not distracted when you log on to the nonsense of Facebook, you're not beholden to their rules around communication, what you can name a group, all that other nonsense that goes into their platform, you you totally avoid and you get Right. right to the heart of what you're supposed to be doing, which is communicating.
0: Yeah. So what's your favorite off of Facebook platform?
1: Are you looking to hold people for a community or a conversation? Because if, it, if it's going to be for a community, I would look at, um, I would really look at what you're trying to accomplish with that community. I like first party data. So, as much of their name, email, phone number I can get, and we can try to create its own ecosystem around that. That's phenomenal. If you're looking for uh, quick communication to where it's in a mass group of people, something like Telegram is great. Uh, Discord is another great platform for quick communication. Discord's a little bit more techie with more options where Telegram can be a little bit more dumbed down and a little bit easier to use, but there's there's a bunch of them. You can even get into the idea of Mighty Networks, which is acting more like a Facebook platform where you can post and share and do all that stuff around comments. However, with the groups that I've been a part of, it's not from a failure or a lack of effort of trying. It's just a low adoption rate most of the time of those platforms And when you ask the people that run these programs why they stopped using them, most of the time it's because people opened up their own chat thread on the side and they just started using that anyway. So at the end of the day, people are always going to go back to what's the least complicated way to get what they want, which is access and information. So if you can eliminate that platform of being in the middle, then we're really getting at something powerful.
0: Yeah, I downloaded the Mighty Networks app and I joined a group that used that and I honestly never logged in. Yep. Like it was enough it was enough of a um, barrier to entry that I had to get a account and a new password and totally. all that.
1: <laughs> totally. So think so. think about it from your own psychology, right? You wouldn't want to go through all those steps again. So why make one of your customers go through all that?
0: Yeah, that's why I like the Facebook group because everybody's there. They have an account. It's my, my target audience is probably 35 to 55. Um,
1: and, and while that may be true that they might be inside of that demographic, I'm seeing more and more entrepreneurs leave that platform because yeah. they're tired of being censored, right? If entrepreneurs are going to be the greatest force for good in the world that's really going to impact the United States in a positive way, they've realized they can't be on that platform anymore.
0: Yeah. It's been a real quandary for me. Um, I appreciate your expertise, but personally, I hate Slack, Discord, Telegram. Like I just don't engage in them. So I have a hard time getting my head around building a business on something I don't personally like. Um, and maybe that's just a first impression problem. Uh, So
1: so we use Slack for our agency. It's great when you have multiple channels going for communication, but I would not run a mastermind group on it. Really, if you're looking for that 10-person range, truly an SMS thread is probably one of the better ways to communicate because you can always silence it, especially if you have iPhones. You can silence your notifications. You can even do that on Android, but most people use iPhones, and you can silence threads for a little while too. So if you're being bombarded or at work, you just silence it.
0: I think my goal is to create a community I think entrepreneurs in general and entrepreneurs with addiction issues they isolate and disconnect and I think having a community of people with a commitment to high quality <clears throat> high quality business high quality lifestyle there's more value in the community than in the coaching like So the community is a key focus. And then I think personally, I've had the biggest reward from a small mastermind group, five to 10 people you get to know intimately and spend time with. I'm thinking weekly Zoom and maybe a quarterly meetup. And so the community, let's say might be 250 people. And then we might have... 25, 10 person groups. Um, so there'd be a community platform and then a platform for the individual groups, if that makes sense. So
1: maybe that's where you break it off. If you've got the Facebook group set up and you want to just hold everybody, there's a holding group, you could use that. And then when you transition over into the smaller group, you got to choose something more intimate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the Facebook group, at least, I can capture their name, email, phone number as a membership guideline. That and is, and then I can—that is
1: going to change in the very near future. Is it? Yeah. So you can still. There's always ways around it, right? You could send them to a landing page. You can send them to. Um, to a lead capture funnel where you're getting information and then send them back, which is what clients and community talks about a lot, which is what are the first three to five questions. If they want a free download, send them to a lead generation page where you can get a free download for them. Then you get name, email, phone number again. So you know that the information is actually quality and then you use Zapier to plug it into a Google sheet or something else. So you can constantly keep it updated. Very familiar with that model. It's, it's a, it's a very fast and changing system. And that, that to me, that platform is very outdated on how they're running that. It worked back in 2014, 2015, but that doesn't work as well anymore. And even more so with what happened in January, if you ever choose to do the paid media side to grow that group, uh, the interest-based targeting that you would use to find those entrepreneurs has gone away significantly.
0: So if you were me, you kind of have a feeling for what I'm trying to build and I'm not too far down the road due to some of my complications, how would you do it?
1: How often are you posting content inside the group or how, how often is the aim to produce content?
0: Uh, clients and community will say a couple times a week. My thought was at least once a day and then... Per- then respond to everyone else's posts just to engage.
1: That's exhausting. Yeah. I've built multiple groups that have that format and I'm telling you after about six months you're gonna wanna bang your head against a brick
0: wall. Yeah, and I don't mind paying that price up front. Obviously it's not a long-term strategy.
1: But the issue is that, because marketing is a game of memorization, you're setting that expectation that that's going to be the way that that group performs and acts. So you're, you're actually at a really great spot compared to where other people are who have already gone down this road and they already have that head and heartache to where now they're looking to pivot. And then how do we reprogram what everybody's become accustomed to for inside of that group? Right. I would look at it. I, I understand the idea of having a holding group. I think there's very cost effective ways to communicate and still hold, uh, I would say the smaller group, I would flip over to an MMS strategy or an SMS strategy, and I would look at other alternatives besides Facebook. The reason being is that their platform is not engaging for most people in a positive way. So especially with what's coming on, how they're redeveloping assets and pulling a lot of that for meta more than they are for Facebook's platform, We're going to see engagement go down. It had a $27 billion drop-off in a single day a few weeks ago. Their platform is not evolving, which means that we're going to start seeing what happened with MySpace, which is eventually everybody's just going to stop using it to the level that they were, and then the other adopters are going to shift platforms, and there will be another platform that comes and takes its place as far as community engagement, having the mass population of followers, and so on. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It's just the life cycle of a, of a media platform.
0: Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it, but it, you see it. And I think the platform that's going to be the next evolution is going to be more intimate. Facebook has turned into Walmart, where it's trying to please everyone versus an intimate group, which kind of supports your idea of getting off that network and creating a small group.
1: Right. And it, the nice thing about something like Telegram or Discord is that you have that ability to still segment just like you would inside of Slack, but you can be a little bit more creative and fun with it. Slack is very uh, Android-ish to me in the sense yeah. that it's, it's, it's very cut and dry what each thing is, how it works, where Discord, you have the ability to still attract those people, but it's more of a free-flowing conversation and it feels a little bit more natural. Same thing with Telegram. Telegram, the the issues that you have to scroll back to find conversations that actually meant something where with a little bit of Discord, you can segment that out a little bit better.
0: What about having an app developed or like a templated app like Passion.io? Are you familiar with their Mm -hmm. stuff? It seems like an app is where the people are going to go away from platforms controlled by other people and create their own
1: I I 100% agree. We had a client that just built their own about a year ago. Well, a year ago is when they started development. They launched it at the beginning of this year. She merged a 500,000 people Facebook group over into her app and had an 85% success rate.
0: Yeah. Sean Whalen did the same thing, if you know him. Yep. yep. So
1: it's, it's possible, but as far as looking from a business development side, that to me is a one-year rock because it's going to take you about a year to fully get it developed where if we can look back at this on like a quarterly basis what would we need what numbers would we have to hit inside the group for you to justify the cost of building out an app right and i would look at it that way and then what milestones do we have to hit in order to start that development do we need to have a thousand people do we need to have had two successful in-person groups do we need to have so many people enrolled in our coaching program what does that look like so we have the cash flow to be able to afford it? And then we're not just flipping and hoping that the platform is going to carry the weight. We know because we've already built the audience first that they will migrate over.
0: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So is. Is this type of business something that you like to work with? And like, how does your business work? Are you are you looking for new clients?
1: Yes and no. Uh, we do a lot more consulting now than we do actually bring on agency work. Most of our agency work that we bring on is e-commerce and then we consult for things like this. But really what we're looking at for you and where I would see a lot of value and benefit is just getting you through the first 60 to 90 days. Because where I, and you've said it a few times, right? That you have shiny penny syndrome, right? So I don't want this to become a shiny penny. I, what I would really like is for you to walk away with executionables, going out and saying, I can crack down on these seven to 10 things, and it's what's going to actually move it forward for me. So getting the SMS groups, se- setting up where the community is going to be, creating all the content that you want to have for it. I love the small, intimate group idea around the uh, masterminds. From my experience, you're right in that pocket, right? Of like seven to 10 people is really where that magic happens. Anything more than nobody gets the specialized attention that they want, anything less the group loses its magic, especially if there's weeks to where people have low attendance. So looking at that momentum and that velocity, I think you could really build something. The other thing that I really love that we haven't brought up yet is the specialization of your group. I think it's really awesome that you've cracked down on uh, that industry and that niche because it is something, right? We hear about big celebrities like Donald Trump being uh, kind of out uh, outrageously sober about some of, the, about some of his <laughs> right. decisions and how that's impacted his business. And people just know like, hey, Donald doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. Like he never had to worry about putting himself in a situation where that would ever be an issue. And by knowing a ton of entrepreneurs myself, I can, val- I can validate that your offer is something that a lot of them would benefit from. And not just from the transition side of from drugs and drinking use, but also I know ones that are um, extremely against all of it and they don't touch any of it and I, right. I do believe that they they feel like that at times they're missing that tribe so I think you do have the ability to build that tribe I think the offer strong around that uh, the one thing we didn't get into is pricing so what are you looking to price this at for the mastermind and what are they looking to get out of it
0: I haven't developed the offer concretely yet so it's a bit of a Uh, no hard edges, but my thought was to have like membership in the community that would be, you know, somewhat affordable, Um, maybe two to $500 a month, and you're just getting the group communication and community, and then, you know, going to uh, a higher dollar, to be in the small groups where you get the benefits of the larger community, as well as um, hosting the mastermind groups and then maybe having a high dollar offer one-to-one where you get all three, but have that be significantly expensive and maybe five or less people at a time. That's not really wanting to do a lot of one-to-one stuff.
1: Then then overprice your hourly rate. Yeah. Way overpriced. Uh, so whatever you think is obnoxious, go a little bit more. Because yeah. what you'll find is people will be willing to pay that. And then you're stuck doing one-on-ones.
0: Yeah. But it it seems like, you know, three to five hundred dollars a month for group coaching is pretty easy. And then, you know, like the Clients and community and warrior and a lot of programs are in that 24 to 30 range. If you get more specialized, the small groups and quarterly meetups, and then, you know, like you say, do some kind of um, expensive option that would, and honestly, I think similar to what you're talking about, maybe do like 90 day stints. You don't look at it on an annual basis, but. The,
1: the reason uh, I like the 90 day basis is one, it filters out the group of people that you don't want in there and that aren't coachable. And then you're not banging your head saying these people keep paying and I can't help them. Right. And it, what it also does is it gives you an opportunity every 90 days to do a check-in point around a process or a program that you're developing. And then you, we can get better reviews and testimonials because then there feels like there's a hard end date. So then you're just gathering data. So at the end of every 90 days, you could do a quick Zoom call with the people that are paying you the, for the coaching and say, hey, I would just love to sit down for 5, 10 minutes, record the video, and then say, you know, what did you enjoy best? What didn't you like? What can we do to improve? And is there anything that you would recommend? Or if you had to tell somebody about the program, what would you say to them about it? And now we're getting into the mindset of, one, you're learning, and two, you're optimizing. And then the last part is that you're getting them to think about who else would value and what would I say to them then we're getting our word of mouth marketing to start to spin and spiral up too. And it's not just staying stagnant. Right. And then maybe they get, so then, then we're getting into a more pricing and sales development strategy with where would you actually cut a discount or how would you do a value add for people that are willing to bring on friends? Is there an affiliate side of the program? Is there something to give them reward or, uh, or social validation or significance if they decide to bring on two or three friends? Do they get un- d- different status unlocked? Do they get an extra call with you unlocked every 90 days if they bring on five friends? Like, what does that look like so they can start building and growing and you can too without having to do much marketing on your part?
0: Right. Right. What platform do you like for... If you build out an online course, I would say that would be phase two for me, but not phase one.
1: Online courses are interesting and tricky. The reason being is that if you're doing any type of industry data that's not itself evergreen, they're very difficult to do. So the idea that if I was building a course on how to restore uh, 1993 or a, yeah, a 93 engine right of a very specific car, there's really only a few ways to do that. But if I were to put out a course around marketing or um, or paid media development, that's a very difficult course because the landscape changes daily. Right. So looking at it from that lens, if you've got a content that could be evergreen, then yeah, it does make sense. But if you're looking at from more of like, hey, I just want to have the course to have a repeatable, uh, repeatable monthly revenue from that, then I think there's better ways to do it. But to answer your question directly, I like platforms that have a built-in CRM, and there's very few that have that. So my preference is go high level. It allows you to have a membership site, but the primary elements of it is that it's a CRM. So we can track people in your pipeline. We can take notes. We can integrate all these different things that we all love to have, uh, like Calendly, Zoom, Stripe, um, automated SMS and email from Twilio and Mailgun. All that stuff exists inside of there but it's built out around our sales pipeline more than it's built on the idea of somebody's coming in, they're buying and now they've got access to a membership site.
0: Yeah, that the only reason I want to have kind of the end in mind is if there's a platform that works with the course that might also host the community, I don't want to ever change, you know.
1: Yeah, so like Kajabi might be a good example of that. Uh, Kajabi is a very popular one that will allow you to do comments and you can do um, a little bit of community engagement, but it's never going to be anything uh, like a true uh, story feed. Yeah. Anthony, we got to wrap this up, my man. Any final comments, questions that I can answer for you?
0: No, it's been very helpful. I appreciate your time. If I wanted to engage with you, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, I'll send you a text message and we can figure that out. That'd be awesome. Sound good? All right. All right. Thank you, sir. We'll catch you later. Appreciate you.
0: Thank you.